From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour. And uh, indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And today we're glad to welcome by phone our good friend Marie Leatherby, the executive director of the Sacramento Life Center. Marie, good day to you. Yeah, good day to you too, Bob. It's a good day to be alive. Yes, it is. It's a good day to be Catholic. It's a good day. It's just a good day. (laughs) Yep, we're all blessed. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we are all blessed. Um, And we all, you know, I I tell my kids this every morning. I say, you know, um, if you look in the mirror and you're still here, there's a reason. And your, you know, your 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 reason that God put you here is just as important as any other person's mission in the world. It's so true. Because yeah. they roll their eyes and say, "Oh, Dad." Yeah, they do. do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah, a good yeah. one. You're and a good dad. And I saw on Facebook that your last one just went away to college. Yep. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess I, <laughs> you can always say the last one. You never, you never say last because you don't know what the good Lord has around the corner. I mean, we're not planning, That's we're not true. planning to have more children, but you never, you never know. Um, you don't know what God's sometimes give you to do. people come into yeah. your life unexpectedly. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's in terms true. of uh, um, our six children, uh, number six is leaving <laughs> and yeah. that's the end of this interview marie <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna cry you're yeah no you know the, the the beauty of it though is is you really do this is what you dream of for them you know i mean yeah. we, t- we talk about i know my wife and i talk f- frequently about uh, like a first step a first word the first time they saw the ocean um you want to freeze that moment you know and and yeah. and, and and then you go, as you look back, as they get older, you go, wow, if we'd froze that moment, we wouldn't have had all these other moments, you know? Isn't that true? Where do you yeah. freeze it? But, yeah, yep, and you can't freeze it. So you just take it all and enjoy each step of the way. Yep. yep. I, I, I always say, you know, especially as, as I get older, I, I say, you know, people say, well, you know, how does it feel to be X age or whatever? And you say, you know, I was born on the, and so were you, and so was everybody else, was born on the exact day God wanted me to be born. So this is the age God wanted me to be in, 19, in yeah. 2023, and I'd be the last person in the world to second-guess God's timing, you know, it, yeah. or his wisdom yeah. or, or anything else about God, you know. I'll I'll question everything else in the world, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question God. Yeah, he has it all. I may have some questions out. for him, but <laughs> I'm not questioning <laughs> his judgment. <laughs> yes, and sometimes we don't know. Yeah, that it's for our own good. I mean, he's a he's a good God, and a good father would, you know, discipline us and not give us everything we want right. And, right. and all that. So. Yeah, you know, class. that's the hardest part, I think, of being a parent is, is and we never had to really get into the tough love or anything, but, but that, that where, where you go, no, oh, I just, I really want, to, you know, they really want this, and then, but it's just, it's not gonna, it's not the best thing for them right now, you know, yeah, and um yep. you, you don't like to, you don't like to disappoint your kids you you love them so much you you, you hate to disappoint them but but you have yeah. to you know you have to have boundaries and 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 we've been we've been very lucky they're good kids you know and and yeah. um uh, you know but they're beautiful kids yeah. congratulations <laughs> congratulations my yeah i'm a little older than you i think and mine have been gone for a little bit but um, sometimes they come back, Bob. Oh, they do. Things happen in their lives, and they need you again. And Father Looney told me you should be so blessed, oh. you know, that they can come back and you're there. And 
Well, it's yeah, yeah. a great way to look at it. I know you hear stories of people, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really know where my oldest daughter is now. Or, you know, yeah. you go, wow, that's got to be very painful. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> relating the story the, the other day. Um, the four youngest ones were were all, you know, one of them hadn't left for college yet, and two of them are going to UC Davis, but they're, you know, they have their own place to live. And, mm-hmm. um, and we all found a time to just go have a, a light dinner somewhere and we we all got back in the same car and to to make three or four stops dropping people off where they lived around town and and the the the, the oldest daughter said she's 22 just turned 22 senior in college and she said can we just drive around for a little while <laughs> You know, we were, and we went out in the country on a beautiful summer evening and rolled down all the windows. And (laughs) each kid had, you know, I I don't know, I don't know how you bring music, but they know how to bring music. They'll play on the radio, you know, (laughs) even though it's not the radio, you know. And they all played their favorite tunes, and we all sang and and probably scared all the cows and sheep and chickens and. You know, and just and yeah. we, we did that for until it got dark, you know, and until after yeah. dark. But it was just like it was a memory she had that she wanted to relive. And I, I, uh, I thought this is just that's great. It's those simple, simple yeah. things in life that Indeed. we take for granted. Indeed. Yep. And you guys at Sacramento Life Center are all about that, all about life, yes. all about the life joys of life, family, and children i mean take the hardships and the good things but it's beautiful and it's what you know the greatest gift god can give us and we really do our best to uh let people experience that you know and and overcome the hardships of where they are and scared to parent i I mean our society doesn't really um support that right now and um you know, they should, we, we're there for them, and they don't get that anywhere else where they can come in and be celebrated and respected and loved and whatever, you know, we're there for them no matter what. And, and we see the hardest cases that people would not even fathom. Um, we, we cried with a lady yesterday who came in that came over the border and was raped repeatedly and met her husband and didn't want to tell him and she's pregnant and it I mean and you cry for these people in these situations and and um she's going to keep the baby and give it up for adoption and um but you know people are just hurting but here's just going to be this new life somebody is going to just embrace what a selfless person that is that is that is that's so you know that that's it it, it's it's oh it's just especially in that in those circumstances to say uh it's how this happened isn't that baby's fault and and yes uh, i mean what a loving mother yeah that's that's uh that's Mm -hmm. a that's a walking saint right there i'll tell you that's that's remarkable so strong, and that some women are just so strong, and um, you have to admire what they go through. They have nothing, um, yeah, and, and horrible situations, and then we're there to help pull them through, and that's what we do. I mean, we'll cry with them and work with them, and they feel loved and, and cared for, and and um, and that's half the know. battle, isn't it? I mean, it's it's yeah, you know, if if people. If if these people were loved and cared for in the first place by everybody around them, you you wouldn't even be seeing them. It's true. That's yes. We lived in a loving, perfect world, but it's fallen, and so we have to uplift people up, and they're broken. Well, t- t- mm-hmm. just if you have a little bit of time, ex- explain what happens what's going on what what the facility is if somebody how they find you and when they do find you what it what goes on you know yeah. what's well, their experience women come the majority of women come um from their phone you know everybody has a phone 
access to Internet, and that's the majority. But like this woman that came, uh, immigration services brought her to us. And, um, you know, if the legislature who thinks we're so hurting women could see that the community embraces what we do. They really do. And um, they brought her to us because they knew we would, you know, support what she wanted. And and they they brought her to you because they were dealing with her and she was pregnant? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's pregnant and they know her services are free and um, that this woman won't be judged. She'll be met where she's at and we'll do what we can for her. So, you know, we, we get referred from wealth-based health, sometimes Planned Parenthood, if a woman wants to keep her child and needs resources. Um, but the majority are Internet, and they come to us to um, get that pregnancy verification, that ultrasound that they're going to need, um, the presumptive eligibility. All those things will help them um, move forward with the pregnancy no matter what decision we make. But we hope and pray that with all the support and resources and medical care and um, housing and everything that a person might need, that they will choose life, and the majority do when they're supported. So So, so what medical care Mm -hmm. can you provide them? Um, We Well, we give that pregnancy test, which will get, they can go and get on WIC and mm-hmm. Medi-Cal and get services, the ultrasound to make sure the pregnancy is viable, we can date it exactly to the day mm-hmm. uh, with our RDMS and nurses, and um, so they can, you know, find out how far along they are, mm-hmm. we give them the prenatal vitamins, if we're raped, we can do STD testing for them. Uh, run some other health checks, make sure they're healthy, baby's healthy. And then we partner with a lot of um, practices that are pro-life, rest-based mm-hmm. health. There's four places in Sacramento they can, you know, work with doctors. Um, so you'll actually find them right a doctor or, or a, a yeah. So they, they don't just them. walk out the door and say, well, I decided to have a baby, but I don't, I don't have a doctor. I don't no. know where I'm going. Yeah, no, we get them a referral. Well, they will get a call back and an appointment set up within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So they will have the insured, have a doctor, and everything when they walk out the door. And that's um, very important for women that don't know how to maneuver the system, how to find a doctor, I can't afford it. And so we have them set up them and the baby to make sure they're going to get really good health care mm-hmm. through the pregnancy, and that's a lot of the battle. And we um, guarantee that all of the baby items that they need, we will provide, because um, those are big expenses. And then we'll support them through our diapers and wipes and um, clothing and food and everything for the baby up to two years. Oh, wow. And Yes. So they're really a lot of their big outlay and worries and concerns. And then, you know, we partner with so many different organizations like Bishop Gallegos Mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, they have housing and food and food bank and everything that they need. And a lot of people say, well, you're enabling them. But you know what? Honestly, people don't like to be beggars. We're giving them a hand up. And only people that really need it take advantage of it. Oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. very many people just coming to get free stuff. They're coming because they really need it at that time. Well, it's free stuff mm-hmm. for a baby. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not like it's not like uh, you're giving them a trip to Palm Springs and uh, <laughs> you know a new car. Very true. Yeah, we're helping them with that baby, and um, most of the people that come to us now already have small children. Mm-hmm. So they're at a point where we can't do one more, you know? Yeah. They're, they're stressed. They're working. They, you know, the mom's stressed out. And so 
you know, our supportive services and counseling and parenting classes, and they can come in every month and just get, you know, loved on is, is all part, part of it. And now we have a scholarship program, which we just for this fall gave four applications to moms that never would have been able to go back to school. Boy, that's great. And, you know, just, I mean, just the thought of buying a computer and books and, you know, they get some financial aid, but the bus pass. And, I mean, all the extra costs for gas to make it for them, were, we help with all that. Yeah, financial That's aid really never fun. never covers the whole, the whole deal. Right. Yeah. And so it's really rewarding, too, because several of them, one has a four-month-old, Another one, eight months, but they want to start, you know, online classes. They want to better their life for their babies. And um, so it's really a fun, exciting program that we started last year in our 50th year for that, um, you know, to give them a hand up, not just hand up. And it's been really, really rewarding. So is 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 that a fund that that people can contribute directly to that is it is it yeah. an, an endowment basically or is it just something you, you need constant uh refreshing if you will yeah no we do have a special scholarship fund that um people can donate just to that and mm-hmm. that will go into that fund just for scholarship excellent mm-hmm. yes so that's been been a nice program and and we have a benevolent fund to help them you know, with um, gas or utility bills, or mm-hmm. you know, just things that they're struggling, and the littlest thing can tip them to like, I can't do this. And so we're like, yes, you can, and we're here to help. And there's no place else that really does that during this time of pregnancy. Um, you know, that is there to be that supportive during that pregnancy, and that's why the Sacramento Life Center received thousands of women. Um, we have a great reputation. We're run by a great board of directors. We're all very caring. A lot of medical people. We're licensed and accredited medical clinic. So we, we work really hard to uh, have great standards of care, and, and um, that basically to be free for anybody that walks through our door. Yeah, period, free. You know, I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling. That nothing, not, <laughs> nothing's free <laughs> anymore. It's, uh, I know. It's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it seems like it's all very expensive. But, you know, y- y- you hear about, you know, people say, well, I really can't afford another another child. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing people who know the joys of parenthood, who know that that's a life, and even they feel so stressed in that situation because, you know, we hear about parental leave and all these things, which are all great programs. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're in a, you know, working a part-time hourly job, uh, you know, or you're self-employed or you're an independent contractor, you, you don't, none of those things are coming your way. You know, you're, you're going to have to quit your job or just not do your and they just you know your employer just i mean i know because I, my kids are of that age where uh, they all have jobs to help pay for college fortunately for them but mm-hmm. but if 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 they get sick and can't go to work they don't get paid for that day they don't right. get they don't get sick leave they don't get medical they don't get parental leave if one of them became a parent um, yeah. uh, th- they don't. And, and many, many people have jobs like that. And, 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 yeah, and, as they're, you know, and they're not college students. This is their sole source of income, you know, and they're, they're working part-time because they're trying to take care of two little ones, and now they're pregnant with a third. And if I quit my job, I, I, you know, we have no income. Right. Yeah. Yes. And we work uh, with a group, Women's Empowerment, to a lot of these women are housing insecure. They said, mm-hmm. unless their name is on a lease, they can be kicked out, booted out, lose their, right. you know, at right. any time. Right. And so they really work to help people 
get secure in their housing and get jobs. So we partner with that group. Uh, they're part of our Dignity Health Grant. Oh, good. So, yes. So um, we work with lots of great organizations, uh, collaborate to help these women and families. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. try, just try renting an apartment sometime. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, again, I know. You know, d- doing that for uh, one of my daughters who was going to school in Santa Cruz. You know, oh my yeah. goodness, it's like it's like they uh, need you to prove that you're a millionaire. You know, and that yeah. uh, um, you won't renege on the lease. And, and you're going. Wait a minute. We're renting a one bedroom apartment that two girls are going to share, and it and you're co-signing. You know, because you know. They, they don't have whatever income, you know, and it's just like, yeah. how do people, wow. How do people make it? How, yeah. how, how, you know, no wonder there were so many people that are homeless. Yeah, so true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, well, well, we've got two events coming up we'd love people support with in the fall. Um, one is, it's not a fundraiser, but it's open to anybody. Our Memorial for the Unborn on October 14th mm-hmm. at the Sacramento Memorial Garden. That's a Saturday. It's, uh, yep, it's ecumenical. It's in the morning, um, 9.30 to 11 a.m. And we'll have food there. We'll have five reflections of five faith leaders of different faiths. We're going to do a communal planting of a tree. And um, it'll be for women who have lost a baby by any means, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stillborn, miscarriage, right. um, abortion, and it's there to help them with grief, you know, to work through their loneliness, a journey to find hope and healing. And we did this last year for the first time, and it was just one of the most beautiful things we've done all year. Mm. And so we wanted to do it again and uh, invite anyone that's had loss or we know someone that's had a loss just to come and and learn uh, that. And where so will this be, Maria? Garden. Where will this it's, be again? It's at the Sacramento Memorial Garden. Mm-hmm. It's at 6240 Burner Avenue, okay. which is um, right there at, at Greenback and um, the freeway right, right there. Uh, yeah. So there's a beautiful garden there. It'll take place there. And all are welcome. And then we're also having our annual gala and auction. This year it's called Grow With Us, and that's November 11th. Yes. Veterans Day. Veterans so we're going to be honoring some veterans there. Um, yes, at the Hyatt Regency. And um, invites are in the mail, but you can go on our website to get a table. Last year we sold out. Oh, wow. And we're hoping to again this year because <laughs> so, it's such a fun night. It's so uplifting. Great event. Um, you can go to sacklifegala.org or .com, sacklifegala.com, and um, look at all the fun stuff. We have auctions and raffles and, um, you know, testimonies of these women we've helped that are just, you know, so moving. And just tons of fun, and we raise lots of money to help support the Life Center through the year. And uh, we want everybody there. Well, and yeah, just the the people, just getting the word out on the Life Center. I know most of the people who come already know about the Life Center, but there's always going to be 15, 20% that maybe came with a friend or or somebody that didn't know about it. And suddenly it's it's real good exposure for that, too. Yeah, and the Hyatt Regency does a great job, great dinner, and um, we have Paul Robbins, we have great auctioneer, Randy Parnell, he's a professional auctioneer in town, and um, it's uplifting. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're going to just talk about, you know, no, it's people have a great time because we're celebrating life, and it's so much fun. Some of our older listeners will recognize November 11th as Armistice Day. Oh, Armistice, yeah, that's right. Which was the end of World War I. In fact, if yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm we have any old. listeners <laughs> that are. <laughs> Let's see, that would be what, 1918, I believe? I think so so, it, so if you were born uh, in 1918, you'd be 105. So I'm sure <laughs> there are some people that are 105. Yeah. So. yeah. 
And yeah. if you were five years old, you'd be 110. But you might not have remembered Armistice Day when you were five years old. <laughs> but that's where yeah. it started, Veterans Day, November 11th. Uh, yeah, well, we definitely want to honor our veterans. Yes. Okay? And so what we're going to do, if we can find one available that day, um, we'll do, you know, color guard and mm-hmm. um, to honor everybody there. Hopefully some veterans will come because they fought for everybody's life and freedom and that's what we're all about. So. Well, I've been I've been to a yeah. few events where the Knights of Columbus have, prevent, have presented a color guard for sure. Yes, and I know that they would do it in a heartbeat. Yep. So that yeah, they do a great job to it. Very moving. But it's always very moving to see the flag and the colors and the yeah. We used to have right. a lot more military in Sacramento than we do now. You know. Mm-hmm. With, with Mather yeah. no longer Mather and McClellan no longer McClellan. And, um, but uh, sometimes ROTC at the colleges, too, uh, will have yes, will provide a color guard. Yeah. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, and, you know, I never pre- appreciated as much. My, my grandfather, you know, fought in World War II, but I have a granddaughter, 21 years old, that's in the Navy and the program, and she's out at sea and... Um, does reconnaissance on helicopters, <laughs> and I cannot tell you how much now I just admire military families for their sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's. Yeah. My my yeah. my dad fought in World War II, and uh, you know he he didn't have stories to tell because he didn't want to tell them. And right. My it, grandfather too. He never talked about no, it. No, wouldn't. Dad wouldn't would uh-huh. not talk about it. He absolutely would not talk about it. He saw some, you know, some serious combat. And uh, yes. uh, just my mom said he came. They were newly, newlyweds when he got shipped out. And she uh, said he came home and he was he was a different person for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of uncles and grandmas. Yeah, my grandfather drove a tank in mm. Germany. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine. Yeah. It's. I mean, I, we can't fathom. The only thing I can remember is my dad telling me that uh, that German soldier in the foxhole 100 yards away wasn't any more his enemy than uh, he was, you know, vice versa. You know, that the, the, yeah. they, they were both sent there, you know. I yeah. mean, he, he thought certainly it was a just war, but he... He's he had no he had no desire to shoot some eighteen year old German kid, you know. Right. You know. I know. He's married to but a German immigrant. You know, it's like <laughs> you know uh-huh. Yeah. So Yeah. Well let's hope we keep you know, peace in the world. Well, wouldn't that be it's, great? Yeah. So how uh, can people sign up for, for the the dinner? Yeah, you can go on our web website. Uh, org, and, and click a link and it'll take you to the gala website which is sacklifegala.com so either way um, what, you're welcome to call if you have questions um, like by table but then our number is 916-451-4357 I love to talk to people that like to know more and how they can support we're always needing auction items too and um, we have, you know, a big silent auction with lots of items, a live auction, um, raffle packages, and we always need the community's help in uh, putting those together as so well. So explain a little bit, because I think you were telling us one day about, you know, maybe you don't have a big auction item um, to, to donate, but... but you put together uh, like gift baskets that, uh, yeah, like for a silent auction, and so every little bit counts. Oh, oh yeah, you you're giving us some smaller item, but we can put that in in part of a bigger gift basket. Yeah, you know, a local dinner can go in mm-hmm. our date night basket mm-hmm. or gift cards or those kind of things. Air miles. We have several trips, uh, international and national trips that. If you have air miles you don't use, oh, my gosh, those are very, very, uh, you know, helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Um, just wine. We have great wine packages. Um, there's just lots of different things 
you can do and contribute, you know, household items or uh, wine tastings. Or there's all kinds of things that we put together to make great packages that people love to bid on. Our auctions are very successful and very, very fun. How many, how many uh, mm-hmm. auction items do we have for a live or for a, a silent? Um, for live, we usually have 10 to 15. Yeah. I've got um, several already. We have a Napa suite with a dinner and wineries in Napa for three nights. We've got um, Bishop Soto dinner. Uh, this year, we're going to do tapas and sangria with Bishop Soto. It'll be super fun. Um, we have an Oceanside, North Carolina getaway for a week. They're in Oak Island, and that's so fun. I did that one here myself. Um, Boston Red Sox getaway. You stay at the Boston. Wow. Yeah, you go to a game. You stay at the team's hotel. You, um, super. That was really successful. Again, wine packages. We have a Fort Bragg home that for a big family can go up there for a getaway for a week. Um, we have a Traeger smoker and a side of beef. Oh, which wow. Which will be super fun. Yeah. Do you have to bring a truck for the side of beef? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do that. I'll donate. I'm like, is it going to be butchered? Yeah. yeah. How is this thing coming? <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> What's that you're dragging in the door, honey? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a Cactus League spring training. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll be a big one. We're trying to get some stuff that the guys will like. Um, dinner with Archbishop Cordelion. Um, we're working on a Maui trip. We'll see how that comes together. Because um, I'm not sure if the island's where the... I think they still want tourists because they have to survive. Well, they eventually still want tourists, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on some other stuff. A limo out to a farm with where they'll do big barbecue and tequila tasting dinner. We're working on some really fun ones that people would love to buy. So it's not all wrapped up, but we're working on some really nice auction items. And those auctioneers, if you scratch your nose, you just bought something. It's true. <laughs> we get you. And then you think you're just bidding it up, and they'll say, oh, what's that, too? And so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we got two of them. Yeah. You, you, you really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, we have lots of fun fun things for the live, and we've got some really moving stories of women that, yeah, were homeless, on drugs, have come, children taken away from them to now they're uh, married, um, have their children working, sober. Um, you know, one just got her GED, and we just gave her scholarship for her first classes, LVN classes. I mean, these stories, just, just talking about it makes me want to cry. How far these women can come with the love and support that we give them. Yeah, yep. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, indeed. Well, Marie, always always a joy to talk with you. Um, I know it's going to be greatly. Give give the date uh, again of the memorial plan where that's the 14th of October. Yes, 14th of October, and there's information on our website more about that. And then the dinner is November the 11th. Very good. Well, God's blessings to you and all the people you work with and uh all the, all the people that come to see you, and uh, we, we'll look forward to our paths crossing again soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you, Bob. Hey, thanks, Marie. Okay. That's Marie Leatherby, the uh, executive director of the Sacramento Life Center. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items, 
Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunn. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Bishop's Hour. Appreciate you all being with us uh, on this beautiful day the Lord has made, and we are pleased to welcome in Linda Warner, who is uh, from the uh, California Catholic Conference. Uh, Linda, good day to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Linda, tell us uh, what your title is there at the conference. Uh, I am the Director for Social Justice and Environmental Stewardship. It sounds like a big job. <laughs> it, covers, it covers a lot of areas. Which, which hat are you wearing today? <laughs> well, I... Actually, I'm a lobbyist, and, and my portfolio consists of all the things and the issues under the social safety net, such as CalWORKs, CalFresh, uh-huh. housing, homelessness, hunger, and then I have the restorative justice, and that's the public safety correctional piece, and then I also have the environmental justice. Wow. Yes. Did you help the, 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 the Pope write La Ratosi? <laughs> no, we, we took direction from him. In, in fact... Our office really didn't do much in and around the environment until the Dr. C was written. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us, well, first off, I should explain to the listeners uh, who don't know, the California Catholic Conference represents all the bishops of the state of California. You're the uh, sort of the liaison between uh, them and the uh, state government, I guess. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yes, that's correct. And, and you uh, explain what it means to be a lobbyist, officially a lobbyist. We're all lobbyists, sort of. It's, it's, it's an evangelization of sorts. It, it is. And basically what kind of like distinguishes me between, between you and me is I'm a registered lobbyist. Right, um, right. You have, to start, you have to sign up with the state of California, and you're allowed to go over into the Capitol and, and continue to doing this on a full-time basis. Where most of the people that come up for like for advocacy day or whatever, they do it kind of like in spurts. And so um, with us, it's a full-time job, basically going to the Capitol four or five days out of the week or doing letters or the constant communication on different various issues. And why, why is a lobbyist registered? Why, why do they require you to do that? Well, it's, it's because of the fact that they have rules and regulations of what lobbyists can do and can't mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And so when you're registered, you take kind of an oath and you, and you go and you, get, you take an ethics course, and it kind of gives you the rules and regulations that you must follow. And if you do not follow them, then they'll terminate your, your registration as a lobbyist. And we, we, we hear about lobbyists and we think about, uh, you know, big corporations or people twisting arms and that kind of thing. It's, uh, I wouldn't say, sedate. It's, it's, it's not always like that, is it? No, 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 no. It, 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 there are some people, you know, the thing is, is well, they'll say that, you know, the legislatures will follow the money. Um, you know, 
I, I can say that, you know, that's perhaps not true. We have, we have a space at the table, too. I mean, we don't have money, and so it's a matter of it gives everybody a voice, an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to um, express their voice on various issues. How many? How many of the law? I mean, like, would would nonprofit agencies have lobbyists as well? Yes, I, I work with a number of nonprofit agencies within um, the various areas that I work in. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have advocates and they have registered lobbyists, and we kind of co- sometimes come together um, and and fight for issues, those kinds of things. So yes, there are, there are a number of nonprofit agencies doing this same work. And how many uh, how many faith groups, in addition to the Catholic Church, uh, are are represented? We we have a number. Uh, I'm part of a council. It's called the California Interfaith Coalition, um, and we've done that this from years ago. You may remember way back when when I first started with the conference, Sister Sheila Walsh. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The California Interfaith Coalition, and they were involved in a number of people of faith coming together, and we were. We did lobbying in and around budget, um, and then it has expanded. And today, we we continue to do budget, and we continue to do poverty and various things. And so, it's other faiths coming together and uh, and doing advocacy work. And sometimes, probably, you're not always on the same page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but we we kind of find the the common ground of where we are on the same page, and we work together on those issues. Do, do, do some legislators uh, or their aides uh, say, oh, here comes the Catholic Church, or do they pigeonhole you like that? No, no. I, well, within my arena, that, I, that my portfolio, um, they, they sometimes will seek out the Catholic Church. Um, like I said, because I, have, I work with a lot of other advocate groups and, and faith groups within issues. So, um, you know, they, they sometimes come to us, too. And, it's, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, no, here's the Catholics again, and we know you're here on, on you know, hunger or homelessness, and right. we know your position. But, but yeah, um, we've over the years, I've been with the conference for 32 years. Mm-hmm. And over those years, I've built a lot of good relationships with various staff. As you know, we have term limits here in California, so right. legislators come and go, but... Staff, I, I have a lot of friends over there that for a good long time, and and they know when I'm coming. <laughs> They're not going to term limit you out. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when they uh, when term limits came in, and uh, it, yeah. you know it's one of those things that um, at the time I remember saying to myself, I wanted term limits for everybody else, but I really liked the person that was representing me, you know, like I wanted, yeah. I wanted her to go on forever, you know? And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's, it's always, I, I guess that's always the way, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, and I guess we'll never have term limits probably in the Congress because it's not in the constitution and changing the constitution and it gets pretty darn hard. So, yes, but then, exactly. I, we, that's, that's a tough Wrote to Hall there. Yeah. So, uh, Cal Fresh, uh, Fresh has been in the news a lot about cutbacks. Yes. Um, Cal, Cal Fresh is a, a federal program, um, and it, it, you know, it's a public assistance program that provides uh, uh, food assistance for low income people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem, or not the problem, it's, it's based in upon the farm bill. Um, that's where the money gets put into mm-hmm. um, the bill. And so every so often the farm bill has to come up for, for um, uh, authorization. And so then that's when you hear a lot of things. When it's time for reauthorization, you'll hear a lot of things about, oh, the, you know, the CalFresh and uh, food stamp bill. Um, and, you know, it's, it's always going to be negotiable. Um, we always end up, you know, winning out and, and having food. We need to put food in, on the table for people, for mm-hmm. poor people. But it's always a struggle. I mean, we always have to, you know, put it out in the forefront, um, tell them we want more money, and show them the numbers, you know, in, in different states across across the U.S. Um, but California's poverty level is, is very high, so... Um, we get a good portion of, of the, the grant money to do that work, and that kind of just comes out of Catholic Charities. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they they uh, get a grant and um, do the work in and around CalFresh, reaching out to the to the poor people right. and getting them signed up. So, so uh, what I do is I just lobby on behalf of all the issues here statewide because our statewide program is called CalFresh. Right. So right. Um, yeah. So have have the cuts been steep? I mean, I, I was reading some basically horror stories uh, maybe four or five months ago. Um, mm-hmm. about so-and-so was getting X amount, and now they're getting, you know, it was like maybe 10 or 20% of what they had been getting. Well, it, it depends upon rules and regulations. It's like you can, um, you know, after so long, you know, it's just like CalWORKs, which uh-huh. is a public assistance program. You can only be on it for a while, it's five years, and they want it to come back to two years. And so rules and regulations come in, and it changes things like that. And so there are, now there are different other programs of which these people can qualify. So if you qualify for another program, yes, then, then your CalFresh will be cut because you're getting food or you're getting assistance elsewhere. Um, so it's just a matter of what programs that you are, are signing up for and that you're eligible for. So talk about your, your the environmental part of your work, how that, how mm-hmm. that has uh, come. I, I suspect it's really evolved over the years. Yes, and it's, it's, it continues to evolve. Um, the, when the Pope put out the data see, um, we already are in California had a standing committee of the bishops on, on the environment, and so the, the California bishops put out their uh, their own statement based off of Laudato Si, mm-hmm. and in it had criteria of what, you know, California is going to work on. So um, we, at the conference level, um, we are focusing mostly on safe drinking water mm-hmm. and air quality, and especially within uh, disadvantaged areas. Um, the environment, as you know, and we all know, it's 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 very very huge area, um, and so we have not been very uh, engaged over the years. Like I said, this has just happened in the last three or four years that we've even taken any um, position on bills. So um, we're we're slowly starting to get engaged, and that's like I said, that's where our focus is right now is in the safe drinking water and the air quality in disadvantaged communities, um, you know, down the road. As, as this, you know, they, they have a big, heavy, the environmental group have a big, heavy lobby group. So, um, and a lot of that is really above our scale, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like we just, we just look out for the poor people down below, basically. So are there places in California where people do not have safe drinking water? Yes. In the Central Valley, they have to buy bottled water. Because of groundwater pollution? Groundwater pollution, plus the pipes are so old and uh-huh. things like that. Um, yes. And, and, and that's, that's a big problem in the, in the Central Valley area. And we've been fighting for them to have safe drinking water. And also, too, is, is, is to those people who are... Um, on the system of CalWorks and CalFresh is to kind of up their their monthly allotment so that they can get water and buy water and, and pay for their water, which they're already trying to pay out of their own pocket for. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, those of us who grew up with tap water and thought it was fine, and I see somebody pay three bucks for a bottle of, uh, of bottled water, and I go, wow. That's yes, uh, exactly. that's a lot of that's a lot of bite out of a out of a tight budget. It, yes. are, are are most of the water systems that are you know in peril are are they municipal water systems? I you know about that. I do not know. Mm-hmm. I, I I would assume that they've been they're just so old and out of repair, um, and I think it's locally and and so um, and a lot of the wells, you know, the wells have dried right. up too right. in, in various farming communities. Um, with the drought, so um, yeah, there could be a number of reasons why um, they don't have clean drinking water. And and two, you know, you look at our schools. Our schools have drinking fountains and whatever, and and a lot of them don't work. And and you know, when the water that's with them, you know, is not safe coming through there. So um, there's a lot of work to be done. So what else? What else do you work on on environment? 
So basically, that is that is it. And like I said, we I'm a part of the the bishop standing committee. Um, at that we meet together and and go over different things of what we want to get engaged in. I just do the advocacy part. Um, we're trying to do outreach to the dioceses and have them each have a um, an environmental coordinator um, with the Dotency with the Pope Francis's the um, action platform. So we've encouraged the dioceses to get engaged, um, and so many of the dioceses across are doing solar and, and doing things of cutting back of, right. of their utensils and things like that. So we kind of promote some of those kinds of things. So are there people on the other side of the clean water issue? Yes. Interesting. Uh, yes. Presumably then, because of cost or, or business it, interests yes, or things like that. basically the cost and, and all of that kind of thing, yes. It's so basic. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. it is. So it, I what, also do, and also, too, the other... The other um, uh, issue that's on my my radar is um, public safety correctionals mm-hmm. and and, we, and there we focus on restorative justice basically for victims and offenders and families and that's uh, you know because that uh, in corrections that's another huge um, issue that you know you could get you could have a one person full time all the time working on that so we have to. With all those things that I have on my plate, I have to really focus in on, on various issues. And so we kind of really scaled back. And like I said, it's focused on um, restorative justice for victims and offenders and their families. Is, is restorative justice aimed more at the victims or the offenders, or is it kind of an equal deal? No, it's, it's kind of both. It's mm-hmm. because of the fact it, it aims to get the offenders to take responsibility and understand the harm and then gives them an opportunity to help victims heal. And, you know, it's not just, an, and it's, and it's not just the victims that they've committed the crime to. It's, you know, victims are, are a lot more than that. It's the family, it's the community, community it's doctors, it's nurses, whoever had to have to deal with whatever mm-hmm. crime that's committed, the policemen, law enforcement. So it's healing for the whole community basically what restorative justice kind of just relies on. And I can, I can imagine that uh, other victims that we don't think about would be family members of the perpetrator. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would think that's a really challenging job. Yeah, it, it can be. I mean, you know, the thing is, is within restorative justice over the years, um, they've had healing circles, what's called healing circles, Mm-hmm. And it's and it's bringing the offender and the victim's family together. Um, so it's a matter of in in a in a, a controlled environment. Um, so it gives them both opportunities to ask questions and to get to the bottom. And just you know, most of the time when the healing circles are done, it takes a, a you know a number of weeks or a number of months to 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 complete that. But for the most part, they're very successful. Hmm. Um, it's a different dynamic from the victim's family towards that offender, um, you know, of how and why, uh, or to find out how, um, why maybe he done it. Maybe he was, you know, abused himself or however, or right. grew up in a poor family. So it's, it's just a dialogue to go back and forth and to create that open dialogue and, you know, because as many times as victims and crimes happen, all the questions are not answered. And, and victims, a lot of times, you know, would like to know why or how or those kinds of things. So it kind of gives them the opportunity to um, have that addressed and create healing for themselves. And do you, f- do you feel like you have good successes there? Um, yes. Because of the fact of the matter is, um, uh, in 2016, the California Catholic Conference, along with other faith groups, had introduced a bill. It was AB 2590. And, and what the bill did was uh, it created, um, it put restorative justice, the word restorative justice, into the penal code mm-hmm. so that you would have that opportunity to have restorative justice programming, 
um, have the opportunity for, you know, once again, for offenders and victims to come together and create these circles and to try to um, give answers and to create the healing going forward. I mean, it doesn't diminish the, what the offender did and it doesn't diminish his or her um, sentence or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having a relationship coming together um, and giving them the opportunity. And like I said, it's it's really successful. I mean, there are some play with some people that you know can't forgive right. their offender, um, and and that's okay. But they they have the opportunity to come together and listen and hear from the offender themselves. Well, it's 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 a wonderful program, that's for sure. And and yeah. uh, our prayers prayers go with them. Linda, thanks. Thanks for all you do. I hope we can get you back on the program and explore some of the other areas you're working in. And uh, um, okay. it's just well, uh, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, and blessings to to you and everybody there at the conference. All right, thank thanks you. so much, Linda. That's uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's uh, Linda Warner, who is the uh, uh, wearing a number of hats there at the California Catholic Conference. Again, the, the conference represents all the uh, bishops in the uh, state of California, and uh, Linda's a lobbyist, uh, uh, registered lobbyist with the state of California. Um, that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. Sacrifice If not joined with my life I sing in vain tonight May the words I say